Hello, everyone. I'm Carter Randolph, and welcome to this episode of Life on College Hill. Today's episode is called Exercise of the Mind. This focuses on how physical activity helps your mind, not just your physical factors. But for starters, I wanted to give everyone a little insight into America's obesity levels for young adults in America as of 2021. And it is at 56%, which for young adults, this rate has gone up 14% since 2018. But weight in your physical shape is not the only thing to be concerned about. When it comes to exercise, the mind is also an important factor, as working out has been proven to help sharpen your mind, stimulates the growth of new brain cells, helps stress and anxiety, and helps prevent age-related decline. Exercising is beneficial in all aspects of your physical life. It can sharpen your memory and thinking, and this has been proven through research that exercise stimulates new brain cell growth, which in turn helps your brain and mind stay focused and gives you more mental strength. So I will say it again. Your muscles aren't the only thing benefiting from the exercise. Your mind also improves. Your overall cognitive abilities improve by reducing the stress levels through physical activity. It is something I really confide in, and maybe this will spark your interest to go to the gym. But anyways, let's get started. Most people would never think about how working out and exercising could help one's mind because they think people who work out are all meatheads who just go to get strong, which is half right to an extent. But to some people, it is a sanctuary, a place to just do your thing in peace. People usually don't realize this, however, until they've been going to the gym for a decent amount of time and have gotten past that beginner stage. Your mind is just as important as your body, and the gym and your mind are linked. It is a place to increase your overall health and fight off depression or anxiety that you might have built up. The gym can be a place to help you grow your mind, and obviously it helps your body, but I want to show how exercising helps you think and helps you get to know yourself better. It can be a place to try and fight off that bad juju that might be trying to find its way into people's lives. People need a place they can just go to get away for a little bit, and people have different hobbies to fill their time. But I would say some of those hobbies aren't the most beneficial towards your health or to your overall growth. I strongly think that going to the gym on a regular basis is one of the best ways to build mental fortitude along with being able to fight one's own demons. It has proven to fight against depression and anxiety. And while there isn't a clear definition as to why, plenty of people around the world would vouch for this treatment, for lack of a better word. It is a place to grow and to try and better yourself in a world that is full of things that will try to put you down, and you have to be able to fight those downs, which is done by filling that void with a hobby or something that you enjoy. But I feel like there is a right way to filling in one's day with things that will benefit you as a person, but also benefit you in your overall cognitive function. Plus, of course, you'll look good, which is a plus. Exercise and the mind are linked, and I gave a couple interviews to some of my gym buddies that have been going to the gym for way longer than me. So I think they will give you a better idea about what this podcast is all about. To start, we will be interviewing my friend Brian, who has been going to the gym for 25 years. He knows just about everything there is to know about the gym and what it can and cannot help. We did an interview at our gym, and usually when we go, it's just us, but we had a full house that day. So I apologize if it gets a little loud. 
but we did have a good conversation on the mind and physical activity. So let's see what Brian has to say. So what's the story and how you got started in like working out like into fitness? Like as a kid or? Originally, yes. It was uh, just board, various sports I was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of integral, especially at least the coaches I was involved with. I mean, they thought fitness, flexibility, strength training was pretty integral to that, which, yeah. as we know now, is a pretty smart thing. Um, 45 years old now, you know, so in the 80s, that wasn't the most common thing to know. We were actually still taking, you know, a fistful of salt pills and potassium pills before <laughs> football games. Everybody was mm-hmm. throwing up, you know, yellow potassium mm-hmm. pills. So I'm not saying the information was perfect, but at least from a we need to work out standpoint, it was good. And I was fortunate at that time because in the summertime, people were pretty committed to working out. I mean, coaches were pretty present in the summertime. They'd write up on the board, kept pretty simple. Here's what the workout is. And luckily enough, you know, here, a lot of the athletes were committed to that. So even if they weren't football players or basketball players, people would meet up and they would work out in the summertime. So that just makes it easier especially when you're 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, when you have, you know, 20, 30 other people doing it too. It oh, makes yeah, it really exactly. easy. The group effort is definitely the better. So it, it helps out when, I wouldn't say it's motivating, but mm-hmm. maybe shaming even is a better word. But, I mean, get get out of bed. And this is what, just, it was. it just became an expectation of that's what we were supposed mm-hmm. to do. Um, and then time kind of went on, and I was hurt. I was hurt in a car wreck, couldn't really work out. Um, so did some other things that got kind of strange because if anything that's how you used to meet friends and socialize yeah, with people. Yeah, it'd be tough to take a break like that. And then go to to an injury where you can't. Uh, it's difficult. You have to kind of switch gears, mm-hmm. um, which I think just makes you need to be a more rounded individual, so you have more ways to connect with people. So then eventually I got better and started working out again. Then I got older. You know, I got married, had a kid. And so that becomes way less of a priority because I don't have any friends that work out. I don't have any friends that care necessarily about fitness. No one in my family is really as high on their protein pole. Uh, up until a few years ago, I had some health problems and realized maybe I need to do something more. Mm-hmm. So kind of as a self-motivated, I don't know what the right answer is, but doing nothing isn't working for me, so why not yeah. try? <laughs> um, and so we yeah, I started working out again. Uh, and I will say I have it easier than a lot of people because, you know, Genetics plays such a large part into whether it be fitness or strength training or whatever, and I've been I've been fortunate that that's been easier for me than a lot of people. So it doesn't it takes a lot less input from me to get some positive results out. So I'm I'm fortunate in that respect because I've seen people work way harder than me that that didn't do nearly as well. <laughs> so how would you say on an emotional level you took it not being able to go to the gym that often, you know, like it, how you'd normally been doing it. You know, difficult. I mean, I guess I've experienced that twice in my life. Once, you know, it was in college and got hurt, and so as a result, couldn't play whether mm-hmm. intramural sports or run track or whatever it was, or lift weights. And uh, and that and I, I would think we have we had that happen again here. You know, a year ago with COVID, you know, all the workout facilities or public places were supposed to shut down. So you go to you know, this is the way I interact with people. This is the way I myself put effort and input in something and I get to get positive feedback and now that's cut off. Mm-hmm. So that it's, and I talked to, and that's, I would say in the last few months, in fact, I've even written it up here as a, a message here in the gym to ask other people to kind of think about it. It's difficult because what if you can't come in? I mean, it's, it's that expectation that I can, I can invest into something and get something out, but what if that opportunity isn't there? I mean, and and I, I found I wasn't really alone in that. You know, a lot of people, whether it be anxiety or or they had to find some other outlet. Is it, 
you know, we have, you know, we find ways to work out at home. We find other, you know, what are other lower level activities? Do I just eat better? Do I focus more on that? Or, um, you know, and that crosses over a lot of aspects of life. You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, musicians that, you know, get injured and can't play music. And that's, whether it be a professional thing or an interactional thing. I mean, I think it also just speaks to a need to be a more well-rounded individual is ways to, to interact with other people and get, you know, positive feedback in our own lives from effort we're putting in. Yeah, I think the exact same thing, like going out and finding hobbies that you like and enjoy will lead to having a social life and meeting right. new people and all that, which you've done and has helped me out too, because I'm basically the same as you, except instead of the salt pills, I was drinking soy sauce, a little shot, <laughs> mini right. paper shot cup <laughs> or coach, which was, that was terrible too, but pickles right. were definitely the better option for that one. But, so would you say, do you think, there is a link between exercise and someone's self-esteem and how they perceive themselves. There, without, well, in my personal life, yes. I mean, it's for me, it's been. But once again, I'm saying I'm, I'm fortunate in that mm -hmm. I have directly seen you know putting effort in and getting a positive result back. Um, you know, the more you get into this, and the more people, the bigger your circle is of people that are concerned with this. You find also people that, that that becomes a bigger part of their life that, once again, if there was a, a break in that ability to, to maintain mm -hmm. fitness or if there was an injury, you know, if something happened that, you know, body, you know, body dysmorphia, you know, a, a misperception, just, just like very similar to a, uh, a singer who doesn't, you know, it's like recording yourself on, a, on the old answering machine or voicemail, your perception of how you act or or perform isn't always real and it's distorted mm -hmm. and, and it can be the same in here is if you you can think you're getting this outcome and you're working toward this this picture that may not even be real frankly let alone realistic um, so I've been very fortunate um, to kind of keep that in check but I can certainly see there's a risk in that also that once that positive feedback or, or growth or, or whatever goal you're working toward if that is distorted or unrealistic or I mean, I could see that could really cause some problems with a person too. Luckily, I'm pretty decent at maintaining. Yeah, that. it really does make you think about how you are lucky to be able to come in here because then you go out and see some people who you know can't come in here and get a good workout in just because they want to, right. you know, and how it does help your mental and physical aspects of everything. So, yeah, I understand that, man, especially COVID, all that, closing everything down. I mean, yeah, it was tough. Luckily, we were lucky in this place. Yeah. Just had to wipe everything down, make sure everything was clean. It's kind of, I think in general, and I talk about this, especially, I think, <clears throat> I think I say this in golf more than working out, managing your expectations. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because you hit three straight drives, celebrate the good. I mean, if you're if you're a professional or something, mm -hmm. I, I, or you're, com, you're competitive, might yeah, be the word. Completely different standard. But, you know, celebrate the good because the likelihood of the amateur golfer hitting that fourth drive straight also is low to zero. Slim to none. So don't get broke down by it. Just celebrate, except that's part of, you know, I call it expectations management. I mean, I don't come in here. I mean, I have a limited size. I don't expect to gain, you know, X pounds of muscle a month or X pounds of strength on a particular lift mm -hmm. a month. So managing those expectations, I think, is a big healthy part, too. Once you're getting into it, I mean, for a while you see a lot of growth and positivity mm -hmm. quick, as long as you don't get injured. But yeah. then eventually you have to start making those reasonable, trying to figure out what is reasonable yeah. and really what am I working toward mm -hmm. because that 
sometimes you have to adjust that as reality comes. That is a, oh yeah, especially on your first month here because you expect to come in and just get instant results. Yes. But you don't realize it's a marathon, not a race. Without question. So and you, you just got to come in here and know that if you at least put the time in three to five times a week, that you'll at least get something out of it in the long haul. Like it will come with time. And plus, you've been doing it for a long so you know you have to eat right and right. all that stuff. So that's just a whole other factor of it. And that's, I think, you know, and I think there's two levels of that. One's actually getting positive results, but I, I think in addition to that, I think you need to have perspective on the fact that I'm trying or, or making an effort toward better choices. Exactly. I think there needs to be satisfaction in that mm -hmm. also. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, results are good, but I think you need to be proud or satisfied, maybe is a good word, mm -hmm. um, with the fact that you are making better efforts. You know, part of that is getting good information. There's a lot of junk information with respect, as we talked about, salt pills, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> All kinds of crazy, oh, you know, yeah, potassium crazy pills, and, nutrition stuff, and you know, there. voodoo, voodoo nutrition, or whatever. And there are a million, there's a million uh, pools of information out there. So trying to find something that's reasonable, valid, mm -hmm. and something that works for you, because we're all shaped different ways and motivated different ways, mm -hmm. and and trying to find something that's once again kind of coming back to what works for you and what's realistic, and realizing it's more than just whether it be strength or or time and an event thing, that you need to feel positive that you're making you know, strides in life toward, mm -hmm. you know, a better something. Um, because you may realize you're ignoring, you know, key components. I mean, diet, I mean, I can, I could work out every day in here. And if I eat like I really would want to, it wouldn't matter. I mean, I would still wait for it. I mean, it, there's, <laughs> there's components of it. I mean, you mm -hmm. can put bad fuel in the car and it's not going to, I mean, yeah. just because I've dumped more in it doesn't mean I go faster. Yeah. Um, just still be the same shake. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's part of it too, is realizing, you know, sleep, you know, rest and recovery are as much a part of, you know, building and endurance. And that's the one thing I think people try to cheat is because you think, you know, like we talked earlier, it's, you know, whether it be nutrition, we think if, you know, 100% of something is good, 200% must be twice as good. Exactly. And as we talked before, that, mm -hmm. that may not only not be the case, it may be three steps back. It could be one wrong move and it could be, but you just got to keep, keep right. up the good pace. And no, uh, that's what I've been trying to do with this part is, Figure out that you don't got to go like we like to exercise. Our right. thing is we like to come in and lift weights, but right. you don't have to lift weights. You right. can go do a 30 minute run or Absolutely. a 30 minute, 45 minute stretch. So it's just finding your pace and what you like to do, that right hobby. So, oh yeah, I completely know what you're saying. Yeah, and that's, and that's what's good. And I think, especially now today, you know, at 45 years old versus, you know, the high school me mm -hmm. is, you know, just aware of choices. Uh, there are different gyms that cater to different things. There are more cardio based, uh, they're more, you know, women specific. They're more, you know, if you want to be a power lifter, there are power lifting specific gyms. Mm -hmm. There's gyms where everyone's stuff comes from Lululemon, everybody matches, and there's some guys that are still wearing shoes from high school here. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, I think there's, there, it's just a matter of finding out where you can get plugged in. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that changes. Sometimes you're like, hey, I, now I want to step up and be more competitive, so mm -hmm. I need to get in a different environment. Whereas here, uh, this is kind of a laid back, everyone mm -hmm. do their kind of their own thing. People still support each other, but I mean, rarely do I see two people working out together doing mm -hmm. the same thing, yeah. but everyone collectively still supports each other. Got their own goals other. in mind, too. Yeah, Absolutely. Which is fine. Everyone comes here for their own thing, which kind of leads to my next question. You come here, like we go to the same gym, and I see in here a decent amount. And so yeah. would you say when you come in here, besides the good exercise, do you feel like you get some emotional like lift slash, or like emotional achievement out of it? I do, and I've but but respectfully, I, I think that kind of goes in waves, or, or maybe I've settled into a more positive way of looking mm -hmm. at. It. Is it is? I mean, I think it's it's fairly widely known that you know whether it be physical exertion or just accomplishment of any kind is a good way to deal with 
you know, all kinds of stresses as you get to that point in time. And on top of that, you get to see some achievement or, or gain of some kind here, which is good, uh, which is just critical in my life. That's, that's probably the key reason it's been so significant. Um, because if it was all just about me, you know, in, in my attitude and how I feel about myself mm. uh, and stress level, you know, I mean, as a parent and interacting with other people, that's important um, that, that, that that be a component of my life to manage that in some way. And this is the way I've chosen to do it. Other people are great at, at a variety of things, whether it be meditation or, or they just, you know, can compartmentalize. I'm not the best at that. So this is a me pretty, this is, a, this is my outlet um, but once again, I, I've seen, and I've been through it myself, I mean, after that point where, because when you first start, you see really a, quite a bit of success pretty quick. And then after that, I'm not saying it stalls, but your your rate of advancement uh, starts to slow. Mm -hmm. So then, I mean, that can be somewhat anxiety producing or, or that can stress some people out. I mean, there are yeah. people that we have here that, you know, we've seen injured, have had shoulder surgeries that that you know have that expectation of I should be back at least where I was last time or hopefully better yeah. and then I can see you know the look on their face when when that doesn't happen. so equal equal to satisfaction and stress reduction I can see some people that that find these moments stressful because I mean like performance based I mean they see is coming in here as an individual performance and if they don't achieve what they think they should mm -hmm. I've seen some people you know go a different direction with it too which mm -hmm. thankfully I'm not above that thank goodness um, but I just luckily have not experienced that. Um, firstly, firstly, because I've seen that in other people, and mm -hmm. I don't want to be that. So yeah, it makes you cherish these moments in here for sure. But oh yeah, it's it's uh, I'm luckier than 99.9 percent .9 of the planet, and I get that. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity to come here, and I'm thankful for that. And, and I'm thankful for everyone's. I mean, there's there's not a competitive piece of this year. I was glad I was able to meet up with Brian to kind of dig into his thought process on the gym. When he brings up earlier in the interview that he had been injured earlier on in life and how he missed the gym and how that was his place to put something in and get a positive feedback out of it, that really did make me think because the fact of the matter is sometimes we do take it for granted and people do miss sometimes because we're tired or whatever someone might have going on. And we definitely feel guilty, but sometimes stuff happens. But Brian was right when he said it makes you think about how lucky and blessed you are to be able to go to the gym because some people don't have that option. And I am not trying to make you feel bad, but it does make you think when you get injured or just miss for a couple days, how you can take it for granted. Thank you again, Brian. We are moving on, however, to my next interviewee, who is another friend of mine named Matt. He has been cycling and exercising for 20 years, and I was interested to see how his answers would differ from Brian's. So let's see what he has to say. How did you get into exercise and fitness in your life? Like, was it in childhood or something that kind of pushed you to do it? Well, I had, a, I mean, I had a pretty active childhood. I, I was involved in motorcycle racing and some other mm -hmm. things growing up, but it really wasn't until later in life, um, about 2016. And come here. I was, um, Tucker, come here. At the time, I would have been about uh, 40, I was mid 40s, 44 mm -hmm. years old. And, um, my wife was a runner. I had, I had, it had been 10 years or something really before I'd done much and, and had really, f uh, fallen out of shape, had, had gained quite a bit of weight and, 
and really just didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the afternoons I was tired and sluggish and just didn't feel like I had much energy. And so, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I kind of made an effort to, I wanted to start being more active and, and not so much with a weight loss goal, but just a, a, a goal of feeling better and having mm-hmm. more energy. And so, so I started real, real humbly. Just, uh, I walked because I couldn't run. It, it hurt too much to run. And, um, and, and then that walking turned into some, uh, going to the gym and lifting weights. And then, you know, eventually I did, uh, you know, in that next nine months or a year kind of got into running and, and, and that started to progress. And, and I think really what happened was, was I started seeing, um, some physical changes, which was, which was great, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but mainly I, I started feeling better. And, and, and when I say that, I, uh, I had more energy, but I also seemed more clear headed. I seemed more focused. I seemed, uh, more, uh, excited about doing activities around the house and with the family. And, and it was just kind of this big change in attitude, this big change in energy levels mm-hmm. and just kind of kept getting better. And so, <clears throat> you know, the, exercising three times a week turned into four or five times a week and you start looking at things like nutrition and how are other things that I can help myself and mm-hmm. it, and it just kind of snowballed from there and and so now it's just really become more of a instead of just a, 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 a something I do a few times a week to more of a lifestyle more of a, a you know a train of thought more mm-hmm. of a thought process so. yeah so kind of clarifying that you when you go to the gym, you also get that, of course, you get that good exercise for your body and everything, sure. but you kind of get that emotional lift and that emotional achievement with it as well. It kind of it's yeah. like it's something you feel like you need to do on a certain basis every week. Yeah, I mean, uh, chemically, there's there's a lot that happens, you know, when, mm-hmm. when you go to the gym or when you when you run a certain distance or when you, when you have any kind of intense activity or raise that heart rate. Um, and I think that was the, the draw, you know. And it's for me. It's there. There's there's some feel good stuff going on during the workout, but the way that I feel after, you know, and that that sense of accomplishment and the sense of of having um, uh, having kind of achieved something and, and having stuck with my goal and been disciplined, and then and then on top of that, you have all these um, great drugs being released in your mm-hmm. body that. that that make you feel good exactly so, so yeah definitely a definitely an uplifting definitely a mental spiritual uh, jolt as well mm-hmm. and that's how i feel like especially now you've been going longer than i have but just for me about the year year and a half i've been going consistently it's just it, no matter how bad my day is gone that is something it's an hour hour and a half of my time my safe haven you know because there's people in there sometimes it's empty but sometimes there's four or five people i know in there which makes it even better you know you can socialize and everything sure but how do you feel like when you miss on doing your exercise? Do you feel a sense of guilt and like you're missing something in part of your life? Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm not a real big misser. Um, you know, my 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 main workout is in the mornings, and and that usually takes place sometime between five thirty and six, and I'll spend an hour and a, or an hour and a half in the morning, and um, you know, I. I basically plan those workouts it's a it's a five day a week thing um and i rarely miss when when i do miss there's usually a pretty good reason or there's another Mm -hmm. appointment or another commitment so there's not so much a sense of guilt but but on the occasion that i do you know just man i'm just not gonna go today or i just can't get motivated to go 
there's always that repercussion mm-hmm. later in the day or man, I wish you know, every single time. Every single time. If I if I if I miss one because something comes up or or uh, it's it's a issue. Repercussion, yeah. exactly. Yeah, my, That's my the perfect day, word for it because it always comes up. back no matter how you put it. Yeah. But yeah, I had that the other day. I did go golfing, which kind of made up for yeah, it. And yeah, afterward, yeah. I was like, man, I mean, I had the perfect schedule all week and then missed my buys and tries. Yeah. So I was like, what yeah. is going on here? Yeah, like, come on, I almost had it perfect for the right. week. But <laughs> right. <laughs> close. Would you say that there is a link between exercise and a boost in one's self-confidence in that exercise? Yeah, I would say that it's 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 a direct relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the more... Uh, progression that I make with uh, in the gym, the, the more I see uh, myself improving with strength or with endurance or if I'm working on a specific aspect, leg strength or upper body strength, and I see that progression, um, it's definitely a big confidence boost. And just on a daily basis, you know, the, the ability to stick to a routine, the ability to have the discipline to go even when it's cold or rainy or I'm tired or, mm-hmm. You know, I get that sense of well-being, that sense of, hey, I'm, I'm doing something that maybe the average Joe wouldn't do. You know, exactly. that mental I've, toughness yeah, aspect. I've, mm-hmm. I've done something. I've done something good for myself today. And that's mm-hmm. that's always a great feeling. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. almost the best feeling, especially after a bad day. You bet. You can go in like like my parents used to say when you're young, you know, no matter if you make your bed, you can at least come home to something done. No matter how your there day you went, you know, something comparison. like along those aspects. Yeah. But. Final question to end it. Would you say that people overlook the mental side of going to the gym and how it can boost your self-confidence again? Do you think most people just go for just for that physical aspect and don't even think about the mind? You know, I would say that the overwhelming majority of people probably get involved in some type of exercise routine uh, with a weight loss goal or Mm. some type of physical goal. I think if you've been at it for any length of time, it would be... Um, almost impossible to overlook the mental aspect or the mental boost or the elevation in confidence or, uh, it, you know, if, if you're going for any length of time, you're going to experience those things. And I think most people probably get into it um, for the physical side of things, but then realize, wow, what a, uh, what a spiritual release, mm-hmm. what a, uh, a stress release. Uh, and I think that's probably what keeps people getting back after it, staying long with term. it. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's what keeps us in it is the way it makes us feel and mm-hmm. think. Yeah, I thought the same thing because when I we all went through that first couple months of going, you know, the hardest part's just going. Sure. Once you're in there, it's like, well, I'm here now. I'm going to get something done. Yeah. And then once you get over that hump, then it's like, okay, this is a marathon, not a race. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I feel like that's a perfect way to put it, you yeah. know, the marathon, not race. Hey, Matt, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, Thank you, you very bet. much. After hearing Brian and Matt talk about their fitness journey and how it has come to benefit their minds as well as their body, I feel like it just goes to show how it can help both aspects of your life by going to the gym on a consistent basis. But I haven't really talked about my fitness journey and how I got into it. It isn't the craziest story you'll ever hear, but I feel like a bunch of people can relate with wanting to find something you enjoy and to be able to grow from. I was just somebody who wanted to have a goal that I could push for every day or at least four to five days. And I tried different things like playing video games or trying to find new Netflix shows. But I would just sit there and be bored out of my mind until I started talking with some of my friends 
who had been going to the gym since they had gotten to college. And me and my friends played sports, so we knew what the gym was about. But when we got to college, I would say my friends started taking it really serious. And after listening to them for a couple months, I finally decided to follow suit. And I would go with them and work out and play basketball. But then after a while, I just kind of stopped. And that was after I'd been going with my buddies for a couple months on a consistent basis. And now that I'm back at the gym, I can really see that from that point in my life to where I am now, being back in the gym on a consistent basis, I can honestly say that my mind stays sharp when I'm going to the gym. It's a place I can be me for an hour and think over things that have been happening in my life. I'm not saying you have to go find the world's secrets in the gym, but it is a great place to collect your thoughts with a little bit of physical activity behind it. I hope I've been able to spark some interest in exercise and how it can benefit you in your life in so many different ways, but positive ways. It is something I look forward to every day and something I pride myself in. And when I see my friends going and I know I didn't go that day, it eats away at me because I know that I didn't do everything I could today, and that is where the mental side comes to play, as your mind wants to continue growing and bettering itself. And if you go to the gym three or four times a week, that is a win in my book. And I promise your mind and your body will grow. And just remember, it's a marathon, not a race. This podcast wasn't meant to try and tell you that what you have been doing is wrong. And it wasn't to force you to go to the gym. It was meant to show you a way of improving yourself through the gym. It is meant to be a crutch through life and a place to go boost your self-esteem, deplete depression and anxiety, and help just clear your mind. It doesn't have to be an intense two-hour weightlifting session. It just has to be something you enjoy that pushes your body and your mind. It has helped me in so many ways, and I know it can help you if you give it a shot. And trust me, it isn't easy. You will get tired and will feel sore from exercising, but that is what makes you tougher, mentally and physically. The body gaining strength is like a reward for your mental toughness. You have to push yourself and be able to power through your adversity. And I strongly think exercising and pushing your body is the perfect way to enhance that trait. This was supposed to be a kickstart for people who have been looking for a way to better themselves. And I believe that if you listen to this podcast, then you will give it at least a try to see if it is for you. But lastly, remember, don't get upset with the little stalemate. It's a marathon, not a race. And thank you for listening to today's episode of Life on College Hill. I'm Carter Randolph. Thanks again. Season one of Life on College Hill was recorded, written, and edited by students in the podcast production class, part of the Department of Communications at Roger State University. This podcast is part of the RSU Radio Podcast Network. Visit rsuradio.com for more.